0: to another episode of Unlimited Abundance with your host, Paulina Barakova. I'm so happy to be here with you today. I'm a coach, leader, healer, and a designer of my jewelry line, Lift Your Frequency, or as I always referred to it, Lift, here in Los Angeles, and a podcast host too, (laughs) as you can tell. Uh, Welcome back for today's episode. I'm so excited to share with you guys today. Also, if you noticed, we did a little rebrand. You might have noticed when you clicked on the podcast, we updated the image, which feels so much more aligned. It's really crazy, right, how we grow and transform so quickly and what once resonated with us, even if it was literally just a year ago, how that shifts and changes. It's just like the coolest process in our human consciousness, I think, is when we grow and evolve and transform. And like although our physical vessel may like look the same, our energy can be completely different. And usually our physical vessel changes along with it. But just how much our energy contains the previous um, podcast thumbnail was like um, it was from a shoot I did actually from one of my best-selling courses, which is the throne. You may have taken it if you haven't. It's probably the number one course that I offer in terms of be- being a bestseller. Um, it's a business course for anyone who's already like an entrepreneur or freelance or works anything that's like commission-based essentially or if you desire to do that and it's based on a lot of business structure like explaining how to structure your business for success and everything like that as well as feminine energetic so it's like how to build business and your empire in a way but from a way from a space of embodying your feminine nature from honoring your cyclical nature and from being moving from pleasure right so you build something that lasts right it's not like a Like a lot of business courses are like this quick fix, try these 10 steps, force yourself to do all this stuff. And yeah, someone can force themselves to create something, burn themselves out, and then that product doesn't even resonate for long because it's coming from this like not the most aligned energy or more of a desperate energy. So that course really teaches you how to create from a place of wholeness and pleasure. And like I said, it's helped so many business owners all over the world, whether they already or an entrepreneur, or freelance, or commission-based, or that was something they wanted to move in. I've I like see people purchase it all the time from all over and hear their feedback, and it's amazing. Um, so if you haven't taken out and it's something you're interested in, I highly suggest it. It's instant access, meaning. Once you purchase it, you get all the downloads and I actually let you keep them. Most people who host courses don't let you keep the downloads. Like you can only watch them for a specific time. I let you keep them because I want you to be able to reference back to the material, right? Like if you really enjoyed a guided meditation we did or one of the modules was super inspiring and you like get lit up listening to it that maybe in a few months you want to kind of revamp your energy. You can go back and just re-listen to it while you drink your coffee in the morning or you're just like, you're getting ready. Like I think it's so powerful to reference back to things that initially inspired us. Right? Right. So check that out. But the shoot I did for that um, launch was like this really fun shoot. It was like all in lingerie with like money. (laughs) It was very extra, but it was meant to really drive home that point. Right. Of being abundant, abundant from embodying your sensuality. And that originally was the thumbnail header for this podcast. And I was like, you know, this podcast covers so much more than just that, than just feminine pleasure and money. And I feel like that's not the basis of this podcast anymore. I feel like now it's so much more about uh, energetics and spirituality and like, in our health and wellness, like we're really expanding. It really is becoming unlimited into so many facets that just like having the money lingerie (laughs) header was no longer really representative of the podcast. So now it's a different image. I feel is very like my energy, my vibe. It's okay, in today's episode, we are going to talk about stories and the stories we tell ourselves and also like really deconstructing the ego and how the ego operates. I'm really going to explain from my perspective and in my work how I view the ego and kind of what its role is as well as really how deeply embedded stories are and how they create the narratives of our lives and from there how to shift those or alleviate those or to even be able to identify as a story creates such a huge shift. So we're going to be speaking about all of those things today and really giving you a really big picture of understanding your life kind of from this a little bit more zoomed out perspective, right? Like kind of when you grow in consciousness, it's like you're able to see yourself from a different perspective. You're able to see your behaviors and your thoughts and your emotions instead of being consumed by them, right? Like you might be thinking about something, you're feeling emotional about something and instead of getting kind of engulfed in it, you're able to zoom out and kind of be like, oh, I see that I got triggered by this thing. That's what's making me feel this way. So that's like right there, that's like growth. If you're able to zoom out from whatever situation, right? And see it from this higher perspective. That's such a powerful symbol and shift uh, of growth, in my opinion. And So um, we'll be speaking a little bit about how to even kind of begin to step into that place and identify that. Before we hop on in, I just have two quick announcements. One, we launched a new three new pieces on Lift Your Frequency. They are really, really stunning. Um, We're still shipping out orders as quickly as possible. Actually, today I already went over to the post office and shipped out orders, so we're getting them out to you as soon as we can. Um, the three new pieces we launched are the first one is called unconditional love and it has peach moonstone which if you're into feminine energetics and all that stuff peach moonstone is probably one of my favorites to work with for pe- feminine energy it's very um it really for me holds that frequency of pleasure inside of it that's you know there's lots of elements of crystals that can help heal the feminine right there's ones that open the heart chakra there's ones that can calm down your nervous system like There's different ones, right? Like Howlite, for example, can calm down your nervous system, or Celestite, right, can help like with your throat. But Peach Moonstone in general really holds that frequency of pleasure and of ease. And so that's what I feel like is so powerful to wear. I'm actually wearing it right now. And it also has Peach Freshwater Pearls. They're so beautiful. They're like a true peach color and they're Freshwater Pearls. Um, And I usually wear them in the 16 inch, but you can order it in an 18 inch. Also, I might make a few of them available. I have had a lot of moms reach out to me wanting me to make kids sizes for them. So obviously it depends what size a child is, but I might make add like one or two extra sizes if you're wanting to get them for your kids if you're a mom in the in in the near future. You can message me if that if you want that. If enough people desire I can just add it onto the website obviously as an option because I make, you know, a hand make each one so I can make that happen, but a lot of models been like, "Oh, do you do custom orders? And I'm not gonna do custom orders, but I will add like a different length option, essentially, maybe for two different kid sizes. So, cause it's, kids are very receptive to crystals as well, right? Because they are truly, you see them feel the energy because they don't have any preconceived notion or belief. So you get to really watch the way they engage with them. And it's really powerful. Um, So that necklace I love and it's called unconditional love the next one that I really love is called the love me necklace And this is with white moonstone. It's a very high quality white moonstone as well so you really see this like blue reflect in it Um, and white moonstone, I would say is more of like that ease, calming, like more of like this ease, like of like flow and ease and allowing and openness and relaxation, that kind of energy. And then it has blue freshwater pearl. And I didn't even touch upon pearl, but pearl is a huge symbol of the feminine, right? You think when you think of like classic feminine women from the past, you see them, right? With their little, like, you know, 16 inch pearl necklace. Or you know pearls have always been a symbol of elegance and luxury and femininity symbolically and they're very symbolic of the yin energy they also obviously come from the ocean and so there in itself it has so much context right the ocean is symbolic of the water element or of emotion of flow right so the Pearls are symbolic of that as well and hold that really powerful frequency and energy within them. So those are the two two of the necklaces. And the third one is a very cool one. It's one of my favorite stones to work with and that's pyrite. I love working with pyrite. I have a huge pyrite chunk on my desk right now as I'm sitting speaking with you. Pyrite is really great for dispelling negative energy and helping magnetize aligned opportunities. So in the way that I the way that i made this necklace, this one's called the up level. It's pyrite with selenite. So selenite, as you may know, is self-cleansing. It just invokes white light. It clears anything around it. So that's why oftentimes people will have a selenite bar, which I sell those on lift to like wands. I sell like a raw version of a wand that you can do cord cutting with. I like to put under my pillow. I have like a squid a polished version under my in, in the bed all the time because it just clears the energy i have a huge sunlight chunk um i have a yoga mat and a pemf mat where i'll uh you know work out and stretch and things like that or lay on at, at night and that also i like having it by my feet to kind of clear clear and cleanse energy it's a stone i think everyone should have i mean right i haven't have like you know i have like celenite bowls where you can put your crystals in. Right now, I'm sitting and I literally have a bowl next to me with crystal bracelets in it that the selenite cleanses. So it's really, really powerful that way. And I also sell these really amazing like heart-shaped selenite bowls that you can put your crystals in or your jewelry in or whatever you're wanting to cleanse. I like it more for like smaller items or smaller tumbled stones. I just love selenite, okay? It's, like I said, great for cord cutting, great for just cleansing your aura. I love to have it under your pillow, especially if you feel like you have weird dreams or your mind's really overthinking, you're mentally overwhelmed or energetically overstimulated. That's something I love. Also, of course, magnesium, l 3 n before bed. This is a completely different thing, but I feel like I should throw that in. Little side note. Um, But this necklace, the up level is pyrite with selenite. So it's really powerful at just removing any limiting beliefs like that's the way that it's very much channeled to me it's like it just removes it helps remove fear helps remove limiting beliefs and or identify them way more clearly so you can be like oh yeah no I see where I'm going in this direction so it really helps like kind of remove those limiting patterns and beliefs and thoughts and it helps bring about aligned opportunities Pyrite, in my opinion is very magnetic so it helps bring about aligned opportunities and people and situations and manifestations it also is very powerful in the financial aspect as well in the money aspect I love working with pyrite I always suggest crystals like pyrite and malachite um, for money I also have this beautiful necklace it's called the millionaire necklace that one would be like baller alert if you layered the millionaire necklace with the up level necklace like malachite and pyrite and pranite and selenite together oh like I just gave myself an idea like I'm gonna wear it like that um so those are our new launches so really unique and new pieces and I if you haven't taken a look definitely click um, Down below, like I said, I design all of them and I hand make all of them myself here in Los Angeles. So they're so stunning and I love designing them and making them, they're so powerful. I know some people obviously might just buy them for aesthetic, which is amazing, but just begin working with them. Set an intention when you receive, I cleanse them before I send them to you, but set an intention, meditate with it, script, journal, visualize, work with the crystals. You're gonna get so much more out of it. I'm gonna take a sip of my little liver detox beverage. It's like a pot green powder, I put my water so take a moment to settle in before we hop on into speaking about all the juicy things we're going to talk about today i always everyone tells me i gulp really loud so you can let me know did i gulp loud like i I always feel weird drinking because i like i don't try to but i just gulp loudly my husband's always like looking at you and i'm drinking i was drinking water with my friend the other day and she was like looking at me and i was like Am I like gulping? But like, it's literally how like I drink the water. I don't know, I'm really passionate about water consumption, I guess. But all right, let's hop on in. So we sh- where shall we begin? I think it's important to talk about the ego because it's kind of like foundational, right? So we hear about like ego death or like kill the ego or like, we always hear, I feel like more, more often than not, the ego in a negative context, right? We think of the ego as like, this thing to avoid or get rid of, or it's like this bad part of us that we should ignore and blah, 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 blah. And of course, in my opinion, it's not good or bad. How the ego operates is it's like, it's like, it's it's like this energy or this part of yourself that wants to understand the context of life. And so it makes a story because if we had no story about life, imagine how confused you would be. And this is why when people have what people say an ego death, or what, which that, what that looks like is, let's say that person had a, many things they identified with. Let's say they had a relationship and a job, and that was like their huge, their main identity. And then those things um, shifted in some way. That person's going to feel like what would we call an ego death because all these things that were literally the, their identity and what their ego identified as a story, like I am this person, I do this, like all the stories, right, that that person had about life and reality and who they are are now no longer valid. So if like your story about reality and who you are is no longer valid. Imagine how mind fucked you feel. Of course, that's like such like an intense feeling. Of course, with that can come liberation, right? Can come, you know, later or, or quickly even this new kind of wave of deciding, okay, wow, I'm really, really powerful. I have the ability to, you know, create something new and like kind of like paint my own reality, right? And that's so beautiful in itself because people are so enmeshed in a reality that for them to move out of it would require like a lot of untangling, right? If someone is like really tangled into their web of identity, to make a major shift would take major efforts, right? And we can see that. And so it's, it has its beauty too and so kind of why give an example is the ego just ultimately wants to have stories about everything that's how it feels safe it tells you the story about it's very subconscious at times too until you begin to catch it it tells you the story about who you are where you came from what has already happened and it's like it just continues making narratives essentially it loves a narrative right it makes narratives about just about everything right everything that's going on in the world it's kind of putting together a picture narrative. And, you know, at times it can be, it, it, it's like when we learn to work with it, it can be very useful. And this is where, like, hypnosis or affirmations work really well because you begin to tell your ego a new story, right? I remember years ago, I was thinking of this today, so it's interesting that this is being brought up in this podcast. I used to go to a hypnotherapist, and now I do a lot of, I will do hypnosis like gentle hypnosis infused into my channel meditations. Like if you're inside divinity, I I fully channeled all my meditations. I kind of infuse hypnosis. Sometimes when I'm working with a one-to-one client, which side note, I opened up a few more spots. If you want to work with me privately, I have one hour sessions and some packages where well. you can get three one hour sessions and most people rebook, but you're welcome to try just um, the one session if you're wanting to experience it, but often I'll do hypnosis on my clients. I find hypnosis so powerful. So it was kind of interesting because how I got into it was I was going to a hypnotherapist and, um, you know, she would, it, she would, whatever we wanted to work on, she would do a hypnosis on me, give me the recording essentially that I'd listen to. I would fall asleep while you're, you know, right before you go to bed, you're in th- usually around, I mean, it could depend, right? I can't say for sure, but Oftentimes, if we can get really relaxed, we can get into a theta brainwave state. That is where we are the most suggestible and suggestible subconsciously. I mean i've said this fact before and i'm sure you've heard it if you like are in the wellness space but if you haven't it's really fascinating but it's like over 99 people say 99 but you could even say 97 whatever high percentage 90 plus percent of our decisions are made subconsciously which means that like whatever we believe at the root is why how why we're making the decision we feel like we're deciding between choice a or choice b but it's like those choices are almost predetermined by our subconscious kind of like if you had a child right and you wanted them to feel empowered and you wanted to give them choice, but both choices were what you wanted. So you basically were like, you can land your iPad for an hour and then go to bed. Or you can do blah, blank, blank, blank. But you give them two options that are essentially both things you're okay with. It's like the same thing, us as adults, we think we're making a decision oftentimes, but then we look at the two options that we gave ourselves. Those are subconsciously predetermined based on our belief systems. If that makes sense, it was kind of like a little bit deeper, but I hope that like example kind of illustrates that we think that we're having choice, but what we're choosing between, like where our like lens is. Another visual I once got when I was speaking about this was like, if you've ever been on like a lookout where they've had one of those like telescopes almost it's not even telescope like binoculars like and they're kind of like ingrained in the whatever like let's say you're on a pier it's like drill into the pier so it's like wherever you're or like you just imagine binoculars If you've never seen that if you maybe don't live by a beach or haven't been to somewhere that has that you could even just think of binoculars so it's like it's like you think that you're so powerful because you're like zooming in and out you know you have these binoculars you're getting you're zooming in closer you're, you're zooming in farther you're like damn I have all this choice but wherever your binoculars are set whether you're looking to the left or you're looking to the right or you're looking somewhere in between wherever you're looking that's like the metaphor to the subconscious mind our conscious mind is like us changing the aperture right on the binoculars like we we like we're, we're shifting we have the a freedom of choice, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but we're where we're looking, so like wherever our binoculars are directed is like our subconscious. It's like it's not predetermined. It's predetermined in that moment, based on our beliefs. Then, so wherever we're putting the binoculars, it's like that. What we're seeing is predetermined. Yeah, we can change the aperture and feel like we have control over what we're looking at but where we're looking at is like where we're pointing our binoculars, if that makes sense. And it's just kind of like layered to understand, but the subconscious and conscious mind, I feel like I understand them best through like metaphors and examples. So I just give the examples that are channeled to me or that I've heard that really resonate. And so that's why, but essentially why hypnosis works, right? When you're in that theta state and you're giving yourself a ton of subconscious suggestions over over and over and over and over, your mind begins to believe that, right? This is also why a fun fact, why if you do watch TV, um, that like ad- advertisers pay more money for like later evening slots than earlier slots, because they know that they're more effective. And there's like marketing research on this, that ads that run in those evening hours, I don't know, like 8, 9, 10, 11, 12pm, right? When people are really sleepy and more likely to be in a theta state, those are more powerful. They work better because they get imprinted in the subconscious mind and brands and advertisers know this. I think if people only knew how much research goes into like consumer behavior and even our behavior on like social media, like how long we stare at a picture for, if we like it, if we don't like it, how long we stay in the app, how like, how many pictures are like, will we comment, how frequently we post, like how many ads will we click on, like all of this is tracked to watch, you know, to watch our consumer behavior, which, you know, like people can say it's good. It's not, again, we can argue both sides. you can say it's good because, you know, we get more aligned suggestions or ads that are like very targeted for us. And so it might literally be a product you'd love without having to go search for it. Sure, I've been, I'm not gonna lie sometimes I like that. I'm like, wow, this is the exact thing I needed, cool. But also of course, you know, there's like the data Aspect of it too, but that's a whole other tangent. And so, let's talk. We're going to come back to hypnosis, right? So, that works because it implants a new story to the ego. So, let's say you're trying to manifest some like an aligned friendship, right? If you continuously in your subconscious place, like you have a attract aligned friendship, you and your friend are doing this, blah 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 and it's going to be deeply in your subconscious, that's what you're going to begin to look for in the world, right? Because that's like, you're essentially programming that lens. That's what you're going to begin to look for in the world. It's what you're going to begin to see in the world. And before you know it, like that's really going to become actualized. And so there is a positive to the ego if we look at it from that lens, right? The positive being that if we can implant stories that serve our highest good, we can create those. But we also, in that same token, must be aware of the opposite side of the coin, right? We also must be aware of where we're holding on to stories that don't serve us. And it's hard, I would say the more deeply ingrained, I've taught this in courses as well, I would say the more deeply ingrained the belief is, the harder it is to find that it's a belief. It's easier to find like surface level subconscious limiting beliefs because if you can identify that it's like limiting you, It's usually, depending on how introspective you are, how aware you are, it's usually a little bit more surface level because you're able to identify it. So you're able to separate that limiting belief from the deeply ingrained stories. So like you and your mind were able to be like, oh, this thing is a limiting belief because it was in a way like surface level enough where you could see it for that. Or I don't even say surface level because it might might have been deeper, but it wasn't as deeply ingrained as your reality or as your story that you actually could see it it's oftentimes the things that we like really deeply identify with or like feel like such full ultimate truth or so much of who we are and those stories I would say are difficult to kind of unravel right because we, we don't see that they're stories that's the difference it's like things that aren't as deeply planted right it's like a tree with roots. If it has deep roots, it's harder to rip out than if it has a few roots. It's the same thing. It's like, if we are able to pull something out so easily, it's obviously at most, most often and most frequently, not as deeply embedded in us, right? As if it was something really deep rooted. And that's why what I challenge or invite you to do is to begin to observe your own stories in your life and especially the ones that feel like so much of who you are. So when you ask yourself, like, who am I? Like, what is my life? You can ask yourself those kinds of questions. What is my reality experience? Like, who am I becoming? What has influenced me? You know, asking these kinds of questions, you can, you'll begin to respond or you'll begin to respond and you'll begin to see kind of where, where you're aligned in your, where you're, where the beliefs are aligned and serve your highest good and where you're like, whoa, like actually that's like not a really great story for me to hold on to. Right. And that story doesn't mean that it wasn't true. Oftentimes I heard this talked about a different podcast that I really liked, which was saying like. People Sometimes people think, like, oh, that saying release the story is discrediting something that's happened. It's not discrediting what's happened, it's acknowledging that your story probably did come from something that's happened. That's why it feels so real. But if we're wanting to create change, we have to tell a different story. So it's like, you get to choose like, do you want what was once real to continue to be real, even if you don't like it? Or would you rather acknowledge that that was once real, but now you have the power to create something different? That's the difference, right? It's like, do you want to like, find that was true once. Do you want to continue creating that and allowing that to be the truth? Or do you want to create something different, right? Do you wanna create a different, different experience for yourself? Further right at those deep stories about ourselves, about experiences that we've had. Like for example, maybe someone had you know a really difficult relationship at one point in their life, and so that made them believe like, oh, like relationships are really difficult. Like and it's become so embedded in them that it like it feels like the truth, but ultimately it's just a story, right? And it is a, like, again, it was true at one point, but it doesn't mean that it has to continue to be true. So like that would be an example, right? Or a good example of letting go of that story. Or there's you know there's more intense and less intense cases, but essentially like something looking at the things in our lives and where we feel like it's just how things are is a good sign that it's a deeply, deeply rooted story. If we like believe like, no, this is just how things are. That's like, see, whoa, that belief is so deep that it's like, it's it's almost unshakable, right? And it's, it's like, if we can have a belief be unshakable that means that we will take action on it, on it in an unshakable way. If we really believe something to be true, Like if you believe this shirt is, you see a shirt and you believe 99.99% that it's green and someone asks you to place a bet if you believe the shirt is green, you'll place a bet that you believe the shirt is green. If that makes sense. Like I know it's kind of like a silly example, but it's like we will take actions in our lives based on the things that are unshakable truths within ourselves. So if we have unshakable truths that don't serve our growth and evolution, but we're, we're taking action on those stories and on those beliefs in an unshakable manner. And consistently we can see how those behaviors themselves are limiting or even self-sabotaging in a way because their, their precursor, right. Is that unshakable quote unquote story. And so that, but that story is like the seedling of something that we don't want to create. So thinking of even stories as like these seeds that we plant into reality that we plant into life is so important. And am asking yourself, okay, what seeds do I have within myself, right? Because the these seeds are going to actually, as if I believe that the world is a good place over time, I'll create experiences more often than not, right? Of course, we also have other experiences that, you know, karma and other influences and all of our lives are different. So it's always really hard for me to say things like super objectively. And I'm very careful of that because there's so many cosmic influences, right? There's not just like this I always say it's not just this one-size-fits-all answer to things, um, but essentially, right, that's what we're going to see in the world, like, that's what we're going to look for, right? It's like I always joke, if you're having a good day, you, like, see the best in everyone, everything is shiny, you're, like, on cloud nine. I remember I was having this amazing day. <laughs> I basically was going to get, like, a emotional release facial and drove, like, all the way, um all okay so i got in my car and my tire pressure was like lower but i just thought okay maybe because the weather changes because if i don't know if you've heard but in los angeles there's been like a heat wave it was like 90 i haven't even heard like 100 degrees right and so i thought okay like my car it does happen where like if the temperature changes significantly your tire pressure could drop and so i didn't think anything of it okay like even though my tire pressure dropped by like 7 or 9 whatever the unit is, <laughs> whatever the unit is, tire pressure unit is, that's what, how much it dropped. and I'm, like, driving on PCH, just, like, smiling, radiating, glowing, I have Mia with me, I'm, like, Mia's my dog, she's, uh, my beautiful pomeranian. and I'm, like, driving through Malibu, and driving through Topanga, and going to my, and I get to my, like, um, facial right and she's running a bit late so she's like okay give me 15 minutes and I was like oh even more perfect because then I was like I'll just explore this little area there's other shops nearby and then I went to the shop and the woman was so cute and sweet and the shop was really cool actually they host like meditations and events and they have like an herbal tea making class that day and it was like just man they had all these little magical things like just like very i don't know, like really beautiful journals and handmade jewelry like you know that kind of vibe and i picked up like the most beautiful journal that i love um i highly recommend it I'll, i should post it it's by this brand called intelligent change this should be sponsored but i'll i'll, I'll post it on my story i'll post it probably again but i got this beautiful and i went and got the best Facial, and then I like, even though you know it's it's like a longer drive. Like I just drove back in the best day, right? And it's because my lens of that world of of the world that day was so positive. Had I gone in with a different lens, I could have been like, oh my gosh my tire pressure's low. Oh my gosh, I'm driving so far. Oh my gosh, that person's running late. Like, do you know what I mean? I could have like that same exact day, I could have experienced so differently, even with the exact same literal or physical things happening. And so it's, it's, that's right. The power, right. Of our foundational and our deep rooted beliefs. And that's why I do a lot of work with clients and in my courses, belief work, and I do various practices and exercises and subconscious reprogramming and we go deep and do so many different things um again shameless plug but like your two-week abundance quantum leap is it's only like three modules so it's a pretty relatively a shorter length in synaxis course but each module is quite like I think it's one to two hours each one um and we like reprogram money beliefs and scarcity and like literally reprogram your entire or like a good chunk hopefully of your money outlook and your perspective and we rewrite stories and re do a lot of kind of exercises and practices to shift from that scarcity to that abundance mindset right and that's just like another example of it just reprogramming those deeply seated things and i know that these are things i've spoken about perhaps before especially if you followed my work but the new angle here is to really consider the stories that feel so embedded and so real because those are often the ones that can be limiting us the most because they're so deeply rooted like i was saying so it's like just Just kind of observing yourself and like reflecting like what story in your life have you just like has been so on repeat or so on replay that you consider it the ultimate truth that perhaps like you could begin to let go of it or that it would even serve you to let go of it or that it would create more room to tell a new story or more room for growth and opportunity inspiration like what what things can you let go of to make space for the things that you actually desire. I also love doing this like a side note, a little side practice where you like get rid of things no longer resonate with you with the intention of kind of like releasing that energy and creating space for new energy. I recently did that um, with my closet. I like doing that. I still like to drop off the clothes, but kind of just like removing pieces that no longer feel like me, that feel like a full pussy. Yes, as I like to say, F-P-Y, You could use full body, yes, you know, for more workplace appropriateness, but like essentially getting rid of those pieces, you know, with honor and gratitude, like Marie Kondo style, you know, like honoring them and saying, thank you, but releasing those pieces as like a symbol of releasing those stories and those narratives and that template of reality in a way, right? Like releasing that and with the intention of letting you let go of that, creating room and you can even intentionally like affirm to yourself, like when I... Get rid of these things i am opening up myself to myself to energies that inspire me that feel like a full pussy s or full body s me that align with me people places situations new clothes maybe for example even that align with like who i am and who i'm becoming right which is a really nice practice and the next thing that i kind of want to speak about is like lightly is like triggers right and why what is a trigger like i've explained this a lot um, a trigger is essentially right when your ego feels that its narrative is being threatened, so oftentimes it's when our our ego tells ourselves a story. I'll make it like a kind of almost like a little joke example. Our ego ego will be like, This kind of tree grows blue apples, okay, and we believe so deeply in in our mind like this kind of tree grows blue apples like it is our ultimate truth, and then we see someone else posting about a tree that's growing purple apples. that exact tree and we're like, what?' like how? Like our, no, that tree grows, grows blue apples. And so we see something usually that threatens our view or perception of reality. And then that creates discomfort because now the ego stories threatened. So the ego has two options, deny the other reality or admit to itself and essentially change its story and admit that it's not the ultimate truth. And you can imagine what is the ego usually tries to do. It usually tries to deny the other, deny or suppress the other reality. This is why, like people will, they'll, for example, like this is we see this a lot on social media, right? Someone probably has a lot of excuses of why that they're not going after the things that they want to go after, which is fine, right? Like everyone starts there, and that's I don't say it's normal, but it's common. And then they see someone else going after what they wanted and being successful at it. And that's triggering because the reason subconsciously that that person isn't going after what they desire is because they maybe told themselves it's not possible, blah, 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 right? And so for them, them seeing someone else do that, right, and thrive at it is going to be triggering because like they're not doing what they desire, taking the action maybe that they desire because they've told themselves that, I can't be successful at doing blank. So then when they see someone else being successful at doing blank, it's like all, it's like that story is threatened, right? The initial person, like that story, the, the story that, that person's telling themselves becomes so threatened because it's like, now you have no more excuses. So before it's like if it's a narrative, it's like oh well, the people aren't successful at doing this. Let's say you love painting flamingo like art. Okay, I'm, I'm trying to give random examples so they're not like offensive. And you're like oh I can't, you know I I can't be super successful doing that. Like so I'm gonna work with my normal job for example or do with something else that maybe I don't really love. Um, which is just which is fine. But I'm trying to give an example so you're like you know no like I'm not gonna become famous making flamingo murals. And then you see Katie. Katie is all over Boston painting flamingo murals. She is famous for painting flamingo murals. Nike just hired her for a flamingo mural ad, whatever else it may be. So, and you're like, what? Because the whole reason why you didn't go after what it is maybe that you desire to do was because you didn't think you could be successful at it and then your story so that's your story like your ego really believes that and it takes action on that or lack thereof so it can be yeah either right so your ego can take action on on a belief or not take action because of a belief Uh, or I guess you could even define as not taking action as an action like that makes sense right like if you if you're if you don't paint but you want to paint your action is not painting so essentially not painting is going off of the belief that I'm not going to be successful painting for example it's kind of random right but do you see what I'm saying so it kind of can be because I was trying to say that uh, that beliefs are the precursor to action so that's I like the way that it makes the most sense um, to kind of like comprehend as I'm speaking I'm called to burn some San Paulo Santos that's what I'm doing right now um, and so triggers can then be a really beautiful experience or a beautiful opportunity to heal and rewire if we let them. In our society, right, where everyone wants to give a trigger warning, which I understand in certain cases, But we can't live life like that. Like, I would literally, I'm pretty blunt. So, like, I would literally, before any kind of conversation, would have to be, like, trigger warning. And People would be like, what's the trigger warning? I'm like, I don't know. I'll probably say something that you're going to be triggered. Like, I would genuinely have to begin every podcast episode being like, hi, guys, trigger warning. Uh, I'm not sure for what today, but you're probably going to be triggered. (laughs) Like, meeting my friend, being like, hey, girl, trigger warning. She's like, for what? I'm like, I don't know. Something I say might be triggering. Like, that's, if we're going to move in that direction, I think that there is just no line of where we where we dry the lawn would draw the lawn dry the lot draw the line in the sand um and so I do though think obviously in more violence related things and of course and like in graphic like if you're going to watch, to watch a show and they're going to like show some crazy stuff there should be a bit of a warning for example I'm telling you a little life story last night I went to a film festival if you've heard of it it's called Banff um it was like their world tour my friend invited me to it and there was a film in there it was so beautiful about bears and these two men that lived um they got like airdropped in alaska and they like set up camp to live amongst bears it was like the most oh my gosh like I don't, i'm really fascinated with bears lately <laughs> um most beautiful film i don't know what it was called right because they just like flashed up the name right before and it. it's like a short film it was like 56 minutes um it was pretty long but compared you know to like an hour and a half or two hours And there was like really graphic violence in it, like of, you know, like the one baby cub, the males, this is kind of crazy little fun fact about bears, male older bears will eat the cubs of another mama bear so not their like partner or, wh- or whoever they impregnated but they're like another woman their kids is like to assert dominance and to, i think probably keep the hierarchy don't quote me on that but like they showed like this baby cub being injured and like then their carcass and blood oh my god it was just like like I, I don't know if there was a trigger warning but like that okay that i understand but more for like general kind of things um but yeah anyway bears bears are fascinating you guys if you have the chance to watch any films about them definitely do it, they, you know, they can run, swim and climb trees. I mean, triat literal triathletes, but anyway, okay, let's move it, <laughs> moving forward. Um, so that's something, right? That we could see a trigger running for, but triggers can be really beautiful because it can allow you to retell the story if you let it. So in that moment that you're triggered instead of like, and you feel like kind of like annoyed or frustrated being like, okay, oof, let me just step back. This is kind of what we're talking about at the beginning of the podcast episode, like, floating above yourself, like really in that moment, stepping into your higher, higher self. Like, yes, we're connected to it with our higher selves all day, but let's step into our higher, higher self and observe ourselves like from that level and be like, okay, clearly I'm triggered because I really want, love making flamingo murals. And that's what I want to do. That's what I feel inspired to do. And I haven't been doing that because I didn't believe that I could be successful doing it. And here I see what Katie, I think I said, katie making these flamingo murals and showing me it's like life showing me look you can be successful at doing this there's also a word for this one like one person does something it creates a domino effect of people doing it because they finally have the belief that it's possible like this happened with the five minute mile or something right or the four minute mile i think it was the five minute mile maybe four don't call me but one like one of those i'm pretty sure what happened was that record was never broken right and then finally after the first person broke it within a year or a few years like a lot of other people essentially broke it i don't remember the exact number so i can't say you know but what it showed was that like once one once people start believing that something is possible they do it it's like it takes that first person who has no proof of something being possible to make it possible to really believe in themselves as being limitless to then show others that it is possible it's like when we have it's so true though it's like we don't if we don't have if we have an example of someone doing something that we want to do and be successful at it we're way more likely to do it because we like see proof of it but if there's been no evidence of it then it's like we really are the pioneers of it and I think that that's like kind of like really beautiful and cool to be like the first of something the first you know, showing that something is possible. I think that that's so, so, so powerful. Um, and so we can allow triggers. I always say they're like little golden nuggets if we allow ourselves to mine them out to see what it is. Also, oftentimes they show us desires that we may have not admitted to ourselves. A lot of times, especially women, right, we're told to like suppress our desires, maybe not literally, but just by life, like whatever it is, maybe a desire for beauty or desire for like Certain experiences or luxury or whatever it is, like I don't even know, like your desire to own chickens, for example, in the future, I in in our backyard, I want to have chickens. (laughs) Probably not like when not in not in not in this house, but if we have an even bigger yard so that they have like more room and stuff, I really want to have chickens. Just I'm just saying this on this podcast now. So then in like two three years when I have chickens, I can come back and be like, see September 2022, I told y'all I was gonna have chickens. Um, not to like kill them just so that they can peacefully lay their eggs and have the best life and vibe. Um, I would say I'm going to do more research into it. I always like, this is like a, such a silly question. I know, but like, I was thinking like, what happens when they rain? Okay. I get it. Obviously they'll go back into their house, but like, do they, do they get scared? Like if it's pouring down rain, obviously it rarely ever happens in LA that it's like pouring down rain, but like, I don't know. I don't want my chickens to be scared. Cause there's like lightning and thunder and rain. Anyone, if any of you guys own chickens, send me a DM, let me know what that's like. You know, a little brief summary, some tips, I would genuinely love to hear. We have like little side notes, right? It breaks up our conversation and adds a little bit of a vibe. Um, And so, like I was saying, triggers often show us a desire for something. We might be like, we might see something that we desire, but have told ourselves that we maybe, either maybe we haven't admitted to ourselves that we desire it, we've suppressed it or we've told ourselves that for any reason even if it's a super subconscious that that's not possible for us or that like we can't have that and so then then it's triggering when someone else does because if you truly believe that you could have that or you will have that whatever that is then you're not going to be triggered because you're like oh amazing like that person is painting flamingo murals being successful damn right soon soon i'm coming adidas adidas is going to hire me like (laughs) you know to make a mural like it would if we really in like in our core, which is, I know it's hard. Like I know, but if we really in our core believe that, right. If we were like, yo, cool. Like another proof that that's going to happen. But if we can just stop and pause and like really like gently psychoanalyze ourselves for a moment, when we do feel triggered, we can really shift the experience instead of feeling upset and closed down and whatever other emotions we can be like, boop, boop, and be like oh okay i'm what is going on here let me step into my higher higher self my hhs h squared s no i like hhs better hhs um my higher higher self and let me see what it is 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 there something i'm desiring Is, is a story or a narrative that i had about life now being exposed that that's not the only truth or that there are other potentials out there? Are there desires that I want? Is there a part of me that doesn't really believe that I can have these desires? Is that what was kind of bringing with the trigger? So using it as a tool and just simply having to kind of like pause and also I know that it can also lead to like bodily sensations of like feeling overwhelmed when we're triggered so I like to like put my left hand on my heart or even like just put my right hand on my heart and like you can even like tap your heart kind of like a little little light EFT but like just having your hand on your heart to kind of like come back into your body when doing it is really powerful too especially if it's like something a bigger trigger so I'm not trying to downplay triggers at all because it can lead to like really big emotions in our body like a hundred percent like I hunt, I like, I know I've experienced something that like, something was triggering and I would like feel it so strong in my body, almost like my body either wanted to like get overwhelmed or shut down. So like, I totally understand. So just bringing awareness to the body, slowing down the breath, like just like really just thinking about coming back to the body. And of course, having the physical sensations, like hands on your body or deep in breathing brings you deeper in, into the now and being more present. And then from that space, Right? Then walking yourself through all those questions, if it feels right. If it feels too overwhelming, you can kind of wait for yourself to calm down and maybe return to it like that evening when you journal, maybe the next day when you journal, you don't necessarily have to work through the trigger instantly. If it's something lighter, if you feel up for it, you can. Like if it's something you can kind of do quickly mentally, like, okay, what am I being triggered by? Is there a story? Is there a desire? Is there something I don't believe? And you can kind of gently, really quickly repivot your mind. That's really powerful. Um, but if that's, you know, moving that quickly doesn't feel feasible, then just, just at least, you know, slowing down your breathing, coming back to your body and releasing it. You're just putting a little note in your iPhone that maybe, maybe if you feel called later than that night, you'll journal about it and work through it, Or when you, when you're like comfortable in a safe space, right? Maybe dim the lights, light a candle or just, you know, somewhere comfy, a little Himalayan salt lamp, maybe if you're feeling frisky. And essentially like creating safety in the body as you process it is really important. So you could do that in the evening where you can even tell yourself, I'm gonna you know, let it go and move forward. Then tomorrow, maybe in the morning, if you have a good morning journal practice, or even if you don't, you could begin one if, in case ever, if a trigger does arise, you can tell yourself, okay, I'll journal through this and work through this tomorrow, right? So those are some kind of like tips and guidance of how to work through triggers as well. So I going to speak about. This has already been such a long podcast. I cannot believe it. <laughs> so thank you for tuning in today. I forgot another announcement that just I reminded myself of. Um, so when you're listening to this, it is October second October third. October third. Ah, oh, so crazy. Um, so it's October third when you're listening to this. And so um, this Thursday, October sixth, I believe. Yes, October sixth. I'm hosting a hormone balancing workshop and meditation. So we're going to talk about what 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 causes a lot of hormonal disruption, disruption the speaking, giving a bit more knowledge about how they function and operate, lifestyle changes that we can make, things in our lifestyle that influence them, other herbal remedies and supplements that you can potentially include, as well as we're going to be doing a meditation, focusing on those endocrine cells. So just like doing a, a, an energetic kind of guided meditation, moving your energy through your body and kind of beginning to shift your hormonal balance energetically. It's just, again, a supportive tool. I always have to say this um, as like a preface, right? This is all just my experience and my advice and my guidance. Obviously, I'm not your licensed physician. So, you know, I'm not telling you to make any kind of crazy, perhaps, changes I don't feel aligned at the end of the day, right? So at the end of the day, you have to seek the advice of a medical professional. I have to legally say that. Um, But if you're called to hear more about my experience and what I've found really, really positive and really amazing, knowledge about hormones and then the guided meditation and energy work it's going to be really powerful it's going to be on thursday this thursday from 5 to six thirty p.m pacific if you can't come live do not worry if you grab a one-time ticket or join divinity which is my monthly membership so you get access to both workshops or ceremonies or both events that i'm hosting through divinity that month it's really really amazing you get their access to their full replays plus the global community we have a telegram chat so it's amazing um you can if you can't come live you'll get the full replay and even if you do come live you also get the full replay but i definitely invite you to join that especially if you've never like come to an event or even if you have in the past but you haven't been in a bit this is definitely a really powerful one and something i'm seeing become more and more prevalent in women's lives and in my clients lives hormonal health and well-being and so i'm really wanting to host like that workshop for women to begin to kind of unravel understand themselves deeper and Perhaps make changes and shifts that they really see amazing effects from, hopefully, right? So that's my final announcement. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you found it useful. I hope it sparked something in you. If you're still listening, be sure to tag me on Instagram. I always say this. I genuinely love seeing when you guys are listening, when you're spreading the message, when I see reoccurring people listening. I love seeing what you're doing when you're listening, when you're. I saw. I know some of you. I see like walk at the beach and post or walk your dog or in nature or in your car or whatever it is like yoga teachers, everything in between. Like I love seeing that. So share a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at pbbunny97yt. I'd love to see that. And if you have an extra moment, just rating the podcast really helps us get our message out, helps us expand to more people. Also, just sending this to a friend, maybe you have a friend who's on the same wave as you who would appreciate this or enjoy this, or maybe a friend who's going through a certain experience where you believe that them understanding what we talked about today about the ego and triggers and stories could really help them. Maybe a friend, family, aunt, uncle, grandma, grandpa, your dog walker, whoever you feel like would benefit, definitely send this podcast their way. And like I said, if you have a spare moment to give us a rating, it really helps me out. It really helps us grow and evolve. And more people hear these healing messages and information that could literally just in one moment, click something in someone's mind to make really beautiful and radical shifts, maybe even in their lives in the direction of healing and wellness and wholeness and spirituality. So that is our goal. That is our intention, right? To help people grow and evolve and transform into their highest versions of themselves, right? Through healing, through different modalities, through becoming more of who they truly are and who they're meant to be here, and stepping into their purpose. So, ultimately, your readings really, really help me and us out. So, thank you guys again for tuning in. It's four, 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 you guys. As I'm wrapping this up, how crazy? That's just wild. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Come holla at me on Instagram. Let me know how you're doing. Also, I have some really um, some cool hormonal balancing reels on Instagram. I have like a um, a womb healing herbal infusion. That I show you how to make really easy a hormone balancing tea with to make this herbal to make really easy. So definitely check those out on Instagram as well if you just kind of want to start taking more steps forward. And I'll hopefully see you Thursday if you're called to learn more about hormonal health, what well, balance and well-being. And I will also see you next week on Unlimited Abundance.